I've written a column for the latest Issues Etc. journal titled Closed Communion, Biblical, Historical, Lutheran, and Loving. We'll send it to you for free. Just click the red journal subscription button in the right-hand column at issuesetc.org. In the Wittenberg Trail feature, Dr. Nancy Almodovar writes about her journey from the profound doubt produced by her former Calvinist beliefs to the absolute certainty of Lutheran theology. The free online Issues Etc. journal, issuesetc.org. Now pay close attention, little children. It's somebody you ought to know. Yeah, it's all about a man that walked on earth nearly 2,000 years ago. Well, he healed the sick and... The other resurrection accounts are told mostly from the perspective of those who went to witness what they saw, an empty tomb, early morning garden, angels, and then Jesus himself raised from the dead. Matthew does it a little bit different. To begin with, he starts earlier. He starts before the sun had risen. And he tells us where the angels that sat on that stone came from, down from heaven to roll away the stone. Were they rolling it away to let Jesus out, or was there something else going on? Welcome back to Issues Etc. We'll teach a Sunday school lesson for the next half hour or so with Pastor Tom Baker. He's host of a radio show called Law and Gospel, and for almost 30 years he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, welcome back. Thank you. Matthew tells this a little bit different, beginning with the fact that he starts before the sun had risen and tells us what you would have seen had you been there. Talk about that. Yeah, this is an important point you make. It's kind of... Like on Good Friday, Jesus said, we have seven words from the cross, but no one gospel writer has all seven of them. You have to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to find all seven. And it's similarly with the resurrection of Jesus. You need to read each gospel because it alludes to events and experiences that occurred, as as you made a very good point. It's before the dawn of the first day of the week, after the Sabbath. So from a Jewish point of view, the Sabbath was Saturday. Before the dawn of the first day of the week, we find Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. Now, who's this other Mary? Well, if you go back to the previous chapter, it says at the crucifixion, there were also many women there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and mother and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph. So scholars believe that it's Mary the mother of James and Joseph, who is the other one. And so they're going, wondering, not from Matthew, but from elsewhere, how are we going to throw and move the stone away from the grave? And they may not have even have known that soldiers were guarding it because it was Joseph of Arimathea and also Nicodemus, who had rolled the stone in front of the grave. And then people had gone to Pontius Pilate and said, you know, he says he's going to rise in three days. Boy, we better put some guards there so that if the 
Oh, well, the disciples come and steal the body away. They'll say he's risen from the dead. And Matthew has something that's not found in the others. There was a great earthquake. That's verse 2 of chapter 28. For an angel of the Lord, as you indicated, descended from heaven. That means not that heaven is up and he came down, but heaven is where they congregate before Almighty God. And he descended to earth and came back and he rolled the stone and then he sat on it. Now, it's very important to understand that Jesus did not come out at that time. The stone was rolled away because Jesus had already risen from the dead, and now the people who were going to be going there, like the women, as well as uh, Peter and John, will be able to enter into the tomb and see that it was empty, even though the clothes was folded precisely. And the angel, his appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. Now that kind of reminds us of what? The transfiguration, where the same thing is said about Jesus, but he would not have been as brilliant as was Jesus because he was a created being. Jesus is divine. And the angel begins to speak to the women who had come to the tomb for the purpose, as we find out from elsewhere, to anoint Jesus' body. Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said, come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. Now, there's one point I really want to make here. Do not be afraid, for I know that you see Jesus who was crucified. That is the English translation of every English translation, who was crucified. But Dr. James Veltz, in his brilliant commentary on Mark, points out that that isn't a past tense, it's a present. You see Jesus who is crucified. Now, how do we understand that? Well, it's kind of, I've given this example before. I'm walking down the street with my father, and a friend of mine is coming who knows me, but does not know my father. He says, hi, Tom. I said, hi. He said, who's that with you? And I look at my father and I say, he was my father. Now, if I say that, you can be sure that my father, after the friend has left, is going to ask me, why did you say he was, uh, that I was your father? I am your father. And the point is very clear, that Jesus continues to be 
known as the crucified one. That's why a lot of crosses still have his body on it in order to remind us that he is the one who is the crucified and therefore all the words he said at the cross still adhere to us. But he is to go, uh, and the women are to go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. So they did depart from the tomb with fear, but also with great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Now, guess what happens? Jesus meets them on their way. And Jesus says to them, greetings, which of course is a very, very important word. That word greetings is all hail. And it means to be glad, to rejoice. That's what the word means. And so what did they do? They came and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. And this word worship is also used to refer to worshiping of God. So they are well aware. This is the Messiah they looked forward. And Jesus continues to talk to them. Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and they will see me. Now, this is really important because though Matthew indicates that Jesus has risen from the dead, he also shows that the women are joyous about that because they are understanding perhaps the purpose of his crucifixion. But when they get to the disciples, boy, they kind of didn't believe what the women were saying. And that is found very clearly in another gospel where we take at Luke chapter 24, where Jesus meets two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And you would think that they had heard from the women he had risen, but they were not joyous. And this is where the real point of the resurrection comes to bear. In verse 25 of chapter 24, Jesus says to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. We're teaching a Sunday School lesson with Pastor Tom Baker of Law and Gospel, talking about Jesus' resurrection in Matthew 28. Why didn't they believe when they had been plainly told by Jesus and by Scripture? Stay tuned. Real Reformation Radio, you're listening to Issues Etc. I've written a column for the latest Issues Etc. journal titled Closed Communion, Biblical, Historical, Lutheran, and Loving, 
We'll send it to you for free. Just click the red journal subscription button in the right-hand column at issuesetc.org. In the Wittenberg Trail feature, Dr. Nancy Almodovar writes about her journey from the profound doubt produced by her former Calvinist beliefs to the absolute certainty of Lutheran theology. The free online Issues Etc. journal, issuesetc.org. Lutheran Federal Credit Union serves the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod community with car and personal loans, mortgages, credit cards, checking and savings accounts. Lutheran FCU supports LCMS organizations with its Spotlight Ministry program, and Lutheran Federal Credit Union allows you to make purchases with Apple Pay, Google Pay, and Samsung Pay using your digital wallet. Learn more at LutheranFCU.org. Good for you. Good for the church. Lutheran Federal Credit Union. LutheranFCU.org. Many Lutheran pastors outside of the U.S. receive little or no seminary education. Luther Academy provides theological triage through conferences, books, and journals. Help support Luther Academy by making a tax-deductible donation at lutheracademy.com or call 260-452-2211. Serving Lutheran pastors to the ends of the earth. Luther Academy, 260-452-2211 or lutheracademy.com. Do you want a church with a rockin' band and a sermon series to help you live a better life? It's not here. Bethany Evangelical Lutheran Church in Fairview Heights offers authentic, historic Christianity to a world awash in fads and entertainment and offers forgiveness of sins to people overwhelmed with guilt and shame. Join us Sundays at 9.30 on Old Collinsville Road in Fairview Heights, Illinois to receive the life-giving gifts of God with us. Find out more online at BethanyLCMS.org. College Preparation Station in Maryville, Illinois, offers ACT, SAT, and PSAT test prep, scholarship application classes, college and career counseling, and more. Hi, this is Lori Konsky, president of College Preparation Station. We have helped our students obtain more than $7 million in tuition scholarships in 12 years. Find out more at cpsprep.com. Let us help you create a vision and find your future. The College Preparation Station in Maryville, Illinois, cpsprep.com. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. We are teaching a Sunday School lesson with Pastor Tom Baker on the resurrection according to Matthew's Gospel. There's a prayer here. Thanksgiving for the resurrection of the dead. O Captain of our salvation, O Jesus Christ, my Lord and my God, who yourself spoke, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall live even if he die. Strengthen my faith in this mystery from day to day that in word and deed I may not be found among those who think that there is no resurrection, but may firmly believe that as you rose from the dead and became the first fruits of those who sleep, so I too may not remain in the grave, but that you will raise me from the dead. Just a small portion from the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for April. It's called Lutheran Prayer Companion, full of prayers, hymns, and an index to those prayers so you can easily find a prayer to fit your particular situation. Find out more about this devotional and prayer resource at our website, issuesetc.org, or call Concordia Publishing House 1-800-325-3040 and ask for Lutheran Prayer Companion. It is the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for April. Tom, you were talking before the break about how no one really believed this 
initially, the resurrection of Jesus. You made reference to the latter chapters of Luke as well. Why didn't they believe when Jesus had plainly told them that he would rise from the dead and he, he had scripture to back him up? Well, they're totally confused because, remember, Palm Sunday, they were going there for the purpose of having Jesus, what? Take over Jerusalem, restore Israel to its former grandeur, get rid of the Romans, and then all of a sudden they're burying him on Friday? This was totally confusing. And even when they heard he had risen from the dead, those two disciples on the road to Emmaus, for example, boy, they just could not understand it. And Jesus says in Luke 24, verse 25, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. So Jesus is making the point that what happened to him was already in the Old Testament books. And then, very important, verse 26, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And so he would have been using, obviously, Genesis 3.15 that talked about that Satan would attempt to wound him, but he would crush the head of Satan. And uh, obviously, Psalm 22, he would be pierced in hands and feet. Isaiah 53, the Lord would lay on him the iniquity of us all. And afterwards, after Jesus left them, the disciples in verse 32 said, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road? And now this next part is really important. While he opened to us the scriptures. That's the purpose of the Sunday school teacher to open up the scriptures for the children. And we really cannot talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ without making the point, the meat of this event is what? It's kind of found in a number of places, but 1 Corinthians 15 by the Apostle Paul. I'm looking here at verse 13 because he's, how come some of you say there's no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. Now, here comes the big point. Verse 14. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. In fact, verse 17 is used very well by the Enduring Faith Sunday School material put out by Concordia Publishing House. Uh, they say, if Jesus had stayed dead, our faith would be purposeless and we would still be in our sins. Now, where did they get that from? It's a quote from 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. 
then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ, he's referring there to believers who are in the grave, have perished. Because if Christ hasn't risen from the dead, then our only hope would be in this life only. And verse 19, 1 Corinthians 15, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. That is the essence of the Easter resurrection. For if Christ has not risen from the dead, what's he doing in the grave? Well, he's still paying for our sins. Therefore, the words from the cross, it is finished, were not really accurate. But when the Father rose Jesus from the dead and the Holy Spirit rose Jesus from the dead and Jesus himself had the power to raise himself, guess what? We are going to heaven because of what Jesus has done for us. So, Getting back then to the Sunday school lesson, there is a portion that's really important that those guards who either fainted when they saw the angel roll away the stone or something happened to them, they ran and told the chief priests all that had taken place. Now, there's nothing there that doesn't show that the chief priests believed Jesus had risen from the dead because they also believe that Lazarus had risen from the dead, but they say it's a trick of Beelzebub, the devil. So what they did, they paid the soldiers a sufficient amount of money, and they were to say, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. Now talk about a crazy statement, because if they were asleep, how did they know it was his disciples who came by night? And then the chief priests, etc., they say, we'll satisfy the governor and keep you out of trouble. And they did as they directed. And verse 15 is important. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day, that the disciples came and stole the body. The ending of the Sunday school lesson is that the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. Traditionally, it's thought that that mountain was the Mount of Transfiguration. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Now, the word doubt there doesn't mean they were unbelievers. It actually can also be translated, they were wavering. They, they were still not understanding. And that's why he began to speak to them. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And that's the ending of the Sunday school lesson, which should be a wonderful, joyful celebration on the part of the children, because all authority, the, the word for authority can also be translated all power, which means he is God. And we pray, therefore, that those who wavered came to faith. 
a wonderful Sunday school lesson for the children, the Sunday school children, as the scriptures are opened up by the Sunday school teachers. Pastor Tom Baker is host of a radio show called Law and Gospel. For almost 30 years, he met monthly to prepare his Sunday school teachers for the classroom. Tom, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. We're going to be talking about equity programs. You probably haven't heard about them, especially if you are a parent of a public school kid, but your kids are certainly subject to them. We'll talk about e-learning and public schools with Beth Feely. She's written an article for The Federalist, The Schoolwork My Kids Are Bringing Home Exposes Public Schools' Radical Leftist Politics. All that next. Prayers for anxiety, assurance, forgiveness, plagues, sickness. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for April contains more than 500 prayers that cover almost any situation. It's titled Lutheran Prayer Companion. Browse before you buy at issuesetc.org or find out more and purchase Lutheran Prayer Companion by calling Concordia Publishing House weekdays during regular business hours, 1-800-325-3040. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for April, Lutheran Prayer Companion. The Simply Classical curriculum for special needs moves at my child's pace and gives her exactly what she needs. So writes Amber, a homeschooling mother who has joined thousands in homes and schools, teaching from this uniquely Christian classical approach to special education. Teach students with autism, learning disabilities, or Down syndrome based on ability level rather than chronological age. Use promo code LPR20 today at classicalspecialneeds.com. Classicalspecialneeds.com. Declaring to you the whole counsel of God, you're listening to Issues Etc. Concordia University Chicago is committed to keeping college affordable for all, and especially for LCMS Lutherans. We have scholarships available specifically for students who are LCMS members. This is Dr. Russell Dawn, president of Concordia Chicago, asking you to encourage your student to check out Concordia Chicago at cuchicago.edu. And if you are interested in supporting these scholarships, please find us online at foundation at cuchicago.edu. Hey, Todd, what have our listeners noticed first when visiting the LPR studios? Definitely the small size and the dirt. Well, not anymore. Thanks to our friends at the Cleaning Authority. They've turned this man cave into a space that meets even our wives' approval. Whether it's our office or your home, the Cleaning Authority is your cleaning service provider in the St. Louis area. To schedule a free estimate or to find out more, visit thecleaningauthority.com. Thecleaningauthority.com. <laughs> 